The Christian world needs more spirit-filled teaching. So often we have fiery preaching without substance or doctrine without life. But we seek to join the two. We seek to bring theology on fire. This is Andrew Wilkes. This is Leah Wilkes. And this is Theology on Fire. Hey everyone, this is Andrew. So glad you could be here today with me. I'm going to be sharing with you, but first I really wanted to say that I have been praying for you today. I truly mean that. I have been looking at the podcast statistics lately and the Lord has just really been blessing us with listeners from all over the world. You're very special to us. You're very special to the Lord. I've just been praying for you today, just really talking to God and asking Him to fill your hearts with Himself, with Christ, to really speak to you, to really encourage you wherever you are. We have listeners from Argentina. Hola y buenos días, tardes o noche, buenas noches a ustedes. We, we have people from Spain as well. We have people from Atlanta, Georgia, and the UK. And I just want to say God bless you. Thank you so much. And I just pray that this podcast can be a great encouragement to your life. So without further ado, we're going to jump in here, but do know we love you, we care for you, and we would absolutely love to hear from you. We'd love to know if you have any questions or how the Lord is speaking to you through His Word here on Theology on Fire. I want to talk about battling voices today. Not schizophrenia, but this is a message that is for me as much as anyone else. It's easy to point a finger at someone else and and say that maybe you're struggling with something, but when God begins to deal with your own heart, that is when I believe that a message becomes really life. In Proverbs chapter 1, speaking of wisdom, we read from verse 1 to 7, we're told the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight. So this is what the book of Proverbs is for, to receive instruction and wise dealing and righteousness justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And in here we have several different people. We've got the righteous, we've got the simple, the youth, the wise, we've got the simple, and we've got the fools. And this is being written to everyone. Wisdom is being offered to every single person in the earth, whatever category we find ourselves in. And, you know, today there's, there's no lack of men and women in this world who want, quote, wisdom, but they don't really always want to apply it. It's as if gathering together knowledge or gathering together some sort of sophistication in ourselves. You know, business people, they, they say they want wisdom in some guru or some business consultant may say, well, you know, you should read the the art of war. You should read these old battle tactics, and this is how they can apply to your business. And, you know, even my own brother, my older brother, who the Lord graciously used me with along with many others to bring him to the Lord, before he was saved, he had a desire, just like most lost people in America, to read the Bible. But it wasn't really to know God. It was checking a box. It was saying, I've accomplished this thing. So that, in a real way, is the wisdom that this world often looks for. They look for something to fill their heads with, but they're not really looking to obey. And I just want to say to you and to me that reading the Bible and memorizing Scripture doesn't make you spiritual. Obeying the Word of God by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit 
Now that is spiritual because that's God operating in us, not just to read and memorize even the word, but to live it out. We should read it. We should memorize it. But it's the living of the word through our lives by God himself. That is real spirituality. That is real wisdom. So we have to be careful with hearing that we don't become so accustomed to hearing and reading God's word and wisdom that we walk away from it unchanged. We have to take this time to hear from Jesus. So one of the specific people we read about in this book of Proverbs is the simple person, the simple man, the simple woman. A, a simple definition of a simple person from Adrian, Adrian Rogers says this, they seem to think there's no death to die, no judgment to face, and no hell to shun. Very simply put, the simple person just doesn't give a lot of thought to life there, carried about very easily, kind of like a dead fish is just rolling down the river. They just kind of go with the flow. They just kind of go with the Facebook feed, whatever the news is saying. They're easily swayed, tossed to and fro. And sometimes I think that we, even as believers, can get stuck between being simple and being foolish. Now, the foolish person, they rebel against God. They don't want his word. They hear it, but they refuse it. And that makes them foolish because they reject God and they do not fear him. But the simple, they're just carried about. They're numb, in a sense, to spiritual living. And I want to know God's wisdom. I want to want God's wisdom. I remember whenever I was first really seriously walking with the Lord, I remember praying many times, I want to want your will. I may have gotten that from A.W. Tozer in his book, The Pursuit of God. I can't quite remember where I heard it from, but it's a good prayer to pray. I want to want it. I want to want to do your will. I want to want wisdom. And God is the one that can do that. So do I just want some business principles? Do I just want to read the book of Proverbs and God's word and have a fat pocketbook or a healthy family in the natural sense? Or do I want God's wisdom? Because there is a difference. And to that, I want to jump right into 1 Corinthians 1, verse 26. Speaking of God's wisdom versus the world's wisdom, we're told by the Apostle Paul to the church at Corinth, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. You see, many people who proclaim and say they want to be wise people or think that because they have life experience of, oh, listen here, son, or listen here, daughter, I've got this life experience. And look, I'm not taking away from life experience. It's good to have life experience. We should not throw away life experience. But life experience doesn't always produce wisdom. It could just produce bitterness. So we have to be careful not to think that within ourselves we contain all truth, all wisdom, that we are the standard, that we can boast in the presence of God, that we have collected so much knowledge before him. Verse 30, and because of him you are in Christ Jesus who became to us. This is what our wisdom is here. Christ Jesus became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And this direct context is for salvation, but we can see here the wisdom of God through the preaching of the cross, the sacrifice of Christ on that cross, and his death, burial, and resurrection, opposing the wisdom of this world. God does things different 
than this world does. He speaks things that are opposite. And later in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5, we're told that Paul wanted the Corinthian church, and, and also for us today as believers, did not want their faith to rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we see here that, the again, the wisdom of God is powerful, but it's opposite. People are going to think you're nuts. I live in the West, in the Western Hemisphere. I live in North America and the United States, and I even live in the Bible Belt in the southern portion of the United States of America. And we have had a very blessed time in the sense of we're accepted by our culture, or we have been, but there's a definite shift in this earth happening. There's a definite shift in Western Europe. There's a definite shift in America, even down into the Bible Belt in the southern portion of the United States where we are not given favor like we were. We don't have to expect that favor. We're not told to trust in this favor. We're actually told that we're going to be hated and despised in this world. So this has been a very strange time to even have the acceptance, uh, at least on the surface level, of society. But in Portland, Oregon, but in one city in the northwest of the United States where there have been riots as of late, they were burning Bibles. Now, that's many miles from here, but it shows you even in America, what did a Bible have to do with a protest? What did burning the pages of Scripture have to do with a protest? Nothing at all. But what I see here and want to declare to you is there's a spirit at work in this world, and it's speaking things opposite of God, and it's becoming more and more powerful in this earth as the day of the Lord Jesus Christ approaches. The enemy does know his time is short. We are told that the people of God, you know, we're going to go through trials. We will go through tribulations. Jesus even asked his disciples, he posed the question, when the Son of Man returns to the earth, will he find faith? Will he find faith? So we should expect this earth to turn against us more and more. And that is the battle. That is the battle. We've got two different types of wisdom calling out to us. Christ Jesus, who is our wisdom from God, or this earth's wisdom. But why does this matter? Don't we know this? We're living in a time where we are being pressed harder and harder into the mold of this world, into the spirit of this earth is crushing and pushing and pressing against us. And I think in many ways we're in a danger as believers, especially in the West, of just not caring, of being simple, of going with the flow, of being foolish and rebellious, wrongly believing that because we have experience in life or because we love Jesus that we're always right or have God's heart and mind when we make decisions. That's very dangerous. And this is not just for the big things. This is everyday things. Resting in ourselves or resting in Christ. I want to bring to your attention, Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. He was the son of the man David who was the worshiper of God, the one beloved of God, and the lover of God. But Solomon became the most rebellious fool that this earth has ever seen. Why do I say that? He was given all wisdom, and yet we see him sacrificing to false gods, sacrificing to false gods on the hills in Israel. So if he can be given understanding and turn from it, who am I and who are you? We are no one. Proverbs chapter 9 truly captures this battle of wisdom so well. In fact, there are two women found in Proverbs chapter 9. Now, this is 
poetry here, but we're given two women, as it were. Wisdom, it says in verse 1, has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She's built a beautiful home. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. There's a feast in Lady Wisdom's home. She has sent out her young women, her servants, to call from the highest places in the town where there's a vantage point, where many people can hear their voices. And what is Lady Wisdom calling out? Whoever is simple, let him turn and hear. To him who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways, and live, and walk in the way of insight. So God is saying, is pinning this picture of wisdom, this wonderful woman who has this beautiful home, a beautiful feast, and she is inviting the simple, those that are easily turned one way or the other based on what's going on around them, come here, come eat, come feast, come be treated to great hospitality. But to the same people, the same exact group of people, Lady Folly, Woman Folly, is also calling. There's a competition for the hearts and the minds of the people of this earth, of you and me. And this is what it says in Proverbs 9. The woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. She's foolish. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town. She's also going there so she can see and be seen, hear and be heard. And she calls to those who pass by as well, who are going straight on their way. And what does she say? Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. It's that same group of people that she's targeting. And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. And the King James will say hell there, but this is really the grave. This is where the dead live. This is where rotten corruption exists battling voices in our world today, just like they were battling voices in the Garden of Eden for Adam and for Eve, the voice of God, the voice of wisdom that said, follow me, obey me, subdue the earth, fill it, And then the battling voice of Satan that said, you can be just like God if you'll just disobey him. And God doesn't really want you to be blessed. He wants you to not know everything. He, he, you don't know good and evil, but I'm giving you this. Two different voices, two different things being offered there, even back in the Garden of Eden. And today in our life, in our age, these voices have not ceased They've just taken on different forms. It could be social media. It could be actual news sources. You may think, well, I'm conservative or I'm liberal and I'm, you know, woke as it were, not necessarily racially, but to the news and spiritually. No, you are a human being. And we have to be very careful that we're not giving more credence even to our own wisdom and experience. Like I've said, we can get so caught up thinking, well, I'm on the left or I'm on the right and I'm part of this cause and I'm part of that cause, not realizing that we're actually just being caught up in earthly matters. Should we care about causes? Yes. Should we be careful who we vote for to make sure that they align as closely as possible, knowing that they may be lost and wicked in themselves, but align as closely as possible to what God would stand for? Yes, and I advocate that. But if we get stuck in that, if we get caught up in that, then we have missed it. And we are being simple and we are being brought along the course of this earth, the course of this present age, and we're no different than those that don't even know God because we're not being used by him. When our nation and world is in crisis, and I hardly pray for it, 
myself. And I, and I am not proud of that. I want to want to pray, to stand with God in this time. One of the greatest barriers between us and wisdom voice is the busyness with duties and tasks. And for me, I know this is sure, uh, this is surely true. I'm real type A. I love to check off boxes. I love to complete things. I love to feel like, man, at the end of the day, I've really gotten some things done around the church office, around my home, you know, pulling the weeds, whatever that is. There's always a seduction of pleasure. And, you know, though lady foolishness in Proverbs 9 refers to illicit sexual pleasure, as it's also referring to previous chapters that were told to avoid this thing, it's always pleasure. Maybe it's not that for you. You know, you don't have to pick up a beer and live in the club or live in the bar or be looking at internet pornography for the enemy to get you to be simple, to be foolish. All he has to do is make us busy. There has to be some form of pleasure. Maybe for you, it's just checking things off. Maybe for me, it's being spiritually busy, but not necessarily communing with Christ, not necessarily living in the presence of God and his spirit. We could miss prayer, time in the word of God, and worship with Jesus because we have, quote, legitimate reasons. Family duties, work, hobbies, or even sports for our kids. And you know, like I said, it's, it's just so tempting to check stuff off and say, I'm doing things for God. But just like this wonderful message that came forth from a brother, Ben McEnroe, recently, it's that this can choke out our relationship with the Lord. It's like a church in the book of Revelation. I have this against you. You have left your first love. You don't hear my voice anymore. You're so busy doing things for me that you're not spending time with me, not as a duty to check off, but as a joy to abide in me. You know, it's easy to get caught up in social media. We have to live carefully, guys. We've got to live carefully. It's serious the time we live in, abiding in Christ. Abiding means remaining in one place for a period of time. And we're told in John 15, 4 to 5, Jesus said this to his disciples, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Galatians 5.16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. To walk in the flesh, the opposite, all we have to do is to not walk in the Spirit. And I'll say this again, because it's important. We don't have to be addicted to drugs to not walk in the Spirit. It's as easy as getting sucked into whatever seduces us from hearing God's voice. Whatever is offering us some sort of a pleasure, whatever that is, if it's a part from God, and I don't mean enjoying life. I don't mean enjoying a sunset. I don't mean you can't go play tennis or golf or whatever it is and enjoy sports with your children. That's not what I'm talking about. But when it crowds out, whenever the word of God comes into my life, and remember who is it that bears fruit? Those that accept the word of God. Whenever I listen to those other things, I begin to walk in the flesh. I'm listening to the wrong wisdom. This is so basic. But it's the basics applied over time that brings success in anything, whether that's spiritual or the natural world. Trainers will tell you in sports, get down the basics. The passing of the soccer ball, the passing of the football, the swing of the baseball bat, or whatever sport it is in your home country. 
If we get the basics right, we get it all right. If we abide in Christ, we will bear much fruit in our season because it's not the hearing of the word, it's listening and allowing Jesus to have his way. We don't want to be, as one brother told me, bebes con bijotes. And that's in Spanish. It simply means babies with mustaches. He was telling me this past Sunday that there are a lot of people missing church nowadays. They have excuses, they have reasons that they have justified, but they're not with the people of God. They're not spending time with the Lord. And as he said, they're not, they're spiritually malnourished because they're not coming to where the spiritual nourishment is. So they're babies with mustaches, not growing up, growing facial hair as it were, growing old in the Lord, but not necessarily growing up in the Lord. And the the writer of Hebrews, he spoke about this. He spoke to these believers and he said in Hebrews 5.11, it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. We must again and again, and again, day after day, morning, afternoon, and evening, give our ears to Lady Wisdom, to give our ears to the Lord Jesus Christ, to hear what he says. And if I'm crowded out from spending time with him, day after day, I will begin to walk in the course of this world. The voice of this world and its attractions, they are clouding us out, and they're keeping us from the feast of Christ that's been prepared for us by God himself. Remember back in chapter 9, speaking of Lady Wisdom, remember what she said, Come, eat of my bread, drink of the wine I have mixed. It's not a mistake that's there. That is Christ. Those are the elements of the communion, the Lord's Supper, the bread, the wine, to eat of him, feast on him, Christ offers himself that we may nourish our spiritual lives on him to come to the table it's him that we want to feast upon there was a pastor who came and spoke at a conference at my home church last year and he quoted from the song and i'll close with this and this is what it says it's a song by the isaacs and it says jesus has a table spread where the saints of god are fed he invites his chosen people come and dine with his manna he doth feed and supplies our every need. Oh, tis so sweet to sup with Jesus all the time. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now, come and dine. As it says in John 6, Jesus offers us his spiritual life to feed upon. So hear the voice of wisdom right now. Carve out that time, whatever that is, 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever is given to you. Set it aside. Silence the phone. Open the Word of God. Turn on the worship music. Go in faith to seek Jesus and feast on Him, and you will be nourished, and you will be wise, and we will walk, and we will make great waves in this earth for His glory. Thank you for joining us at Theology on Fire. Please subscribe so you won't miss new episodes. All of our information and contact details can be found at theologyonfire.org.